Hello, Ogeta, Talo, Falava, warm Pacific greetings. Welcome to the Pacific Wayfinder. My name is Eliora Malifa. On today's episode of the podcast, we're speaking with the Secretary General of the Tonga Red Cross Society, Sione Tamwe Folau. We're also speaking with the Tongan Deputy High Commissioner to Australia, Curtis Tuihalangingie, about the ongoing relief effort in Tonga since the volcanic eruption and the tsunami on January 15, 2022. We'll be talking about the role of government and aid agencies in the recovery, the effect of COVID-19, and also where to from here. A note that some connection issues to the kingdom affected our sound for this episode. Um, but welcome to you both, Sione and Curtis. How are you? Uh, good, thank you. No, I'm, I'm fine, Eddie. Uh, um, so to begin, can you both speak about what it's looked like for both Tongans and Tonga and Tongans and transnational communities in the period during and directly after the disasters this year? Curtis, we'll start with you. It was a very uh, anxious and very concerned uh, uh, moment for the Tongan diasporas and uh, communities here in Australia, and especially some of our seasonal workers. As you know, once the uh, tsunami hit Tonga, with the volcanic eruptions, uh, you know, it, it just destroyed all the international communication. And we do not have any feedback or any information from Tonga. How is the situation is, you know, how big is the damage? So you can see and understand and feel, you know, and imagine what the Tongan community here in Australia we are very concerned whether you know the family has been wiped out or has been has Tonga been uh, you know destroyed. Uh, we receive lots of call emails and you know people uh, uh, like very emotional because they don't know what is happening, you know. And it was the same thing for us here at the High Commission because all our communication was uh, down and we were not able to communicate with anyone in Tonga or satellite communication was not connected. And uh, fortunately, the High Commission of Australia in Nugalofa was the only way we were able to communicate. We were able to receive information through them and we worked closely with the Australian High Commission to provide information, consular services, for example, uh, as we were all waiting for phone to be connected, uh, uh, internet, to, internet to be connected, we would provide lists and numbers and address of people in Tonga for the Australian High Commission to reach out to them and just to see if they are all right, you know, uh, if they are safe at that time. We are not sure how many uh, casualties or death were reported. So that was the situation and what uh, us here in the High Commission was facing along with our uh, Tongan uh, diasporas here in Australia. So it was a very, very concerning and very uh, uh, anxious and heartfelt experience because we were all on the same boat, you know. We were, there was no, oh, you're a, a, a citizen, you're a Tongan who is stranded here, you're a diplomat. We were all experiencing the same uh, thing. It was a very um, unfortunate uh, situation that happened and uh, this natural disaster has, uh, um, um, you know, a learning process for, for all of us. Thanks, Curtis. Sione, could you please explain what was happening on the ground during the disaster? Uh, thank you, uh, Eli, for the opportunity to um, talk about uh, what happened here in Tonga. 
even though this is the first time for us to face these um, challenges of, of volcano eruption, but uh, previously we have uh, so many cyclones in uh, so many years ago. So the people we might uh, be resilient to this kind of uh, natural disaster. But then um, also the communication, the West part is a communication overseas. It's the West one that we, after the, the, the eruption, this, uh, we are cut off the whole world for um, so many days. And Tonga is, uh, we try to recover uh, as soon as possible. Our main challenge now is a small island of Apai, like Tumua, uh, Fonohifua, and also Nomuka. They are the west part of the islands, and not only that, but um, we try our best to facilitate and uh, distribute whatever we can from our end. But um, another challenge early uh, coming now is the COVID-19, also impact of uh, in our response. Yeah, we have to be careful to make sure that our staff should be safe. In terms of uh, drinking water, I think it's a hit of uh, rain in the past uh, few weeks. And uh, should everyone have access to safe drinking water? For those who are affected uh, in the community, the building and, uh, and uh, water things, so they are the only one who are uh, looking for water. But uh, that should be fine because we facilitate all this need from our end. And uh, not only that, but we receive so many um, ships from overseas, from New Zealand, Australia, China, and Japan. And uh, very soon the American will arrive with uh, a lot of stuff. So in terms of um, responding to immediate need, I think that uh, we, we make that one. And uh, very soon now we start to move to a uh, uh, recovery of uh, reconstruction. I think in uh, last week I saw this a few houses has been uh, laid the foundation. So the government start to build um, uh, the building for those who lost their house in the community. The issue at the moment that we're looking for is a health issue, just to make sure that um, too much water it might be the tanky will be coming again. I don't know, but uh, this is another area that we the Red Cross here. We have to uh, be careful to make sure that uh, elevate any uh, mosquito who are around here in Tonga. And also the on health issue of um, helping the Bishop um, of Health on promoting the, the uh, vaccine and also make sure that everyone in Tonga should be vaccinated. So, so this means that there's two issues. First, we respond to the um, affected people in the tsunami. At the same time, we we have to get ready to learn how to uh, live with uh, uh, COVID-19. I'd like to discuss with you both now the roles of government and aid organisations in the recovery effort. Uh, Sione, how is the Red Cross currently acting in the recovery effort? See, uh, on our constitution, we have to alleviate any suffering people in Tonga in terms of uh, emergency. So that's the reason why we are going direct and assist those who are affected on uh, tsunami. And um, we still continue on, uh, it's not only on uh, on a health issue, but also we're looking forward for the livelihood because everyone uh, who affected, some of them lost everything. So we have to help them how to back to normal. So the another area of uh, consideration that we have to work with is uh, psychological support. So a lot of people still uh, traumatized, but uh, impact what happened and some for their losses on uh, their own property. I mean, 
equipment and everything. So, uh, so that I really did have to, to, to look on this uh, area just to make sure that uh, bring back to close family and also keep in mind early that uh, some of the uh, small community who are affected in uh, Hawaii they uh, evacuate to Tongataku so they come and stay here. Staying in a uh, center like this, you know, the Pacific, they can't go for uh, stay there for a few months because uh, of the culture issue. There's a lot of taboo for men and women and children, but they come and stay together in a uh, evacuation center. So for four weeks is too much. So now it's um, a lot of family, they request us to fill a tent so they can move out from there. So, um, such for missing that we are staying there for a month on the same place with a lot of people and uh, a lot of social issues with the temple. So, but uh, we also, part of our role in Red Cross in Tonga, support these uh, people who are trying to survive in Tonga Temple, especially for those who are evacuated from the outer islands. Right. And you, Curtis, what has the Tongan government been doing in the recovery efforts since the tsunami and the volcanic eruption? Uh, you know, the, uh, unfortunately for Tonga, we, on, we have the tsunami and then we also have now with COVID. Uh, so we really have to deal with two disasters uh, and Tonga was uh, COVID free for over two years. Now we have COVID uh, in the community and, you know, I think we have two years to prepare ourselves uh, and I am confident that the people of Tonga, uh, you know, we are very, uh, we can already see how resilient they are and willingness to, to help and assist with the government. The government at the moment is rolling out their relocations, reallocating uh, families and people that were uh, damaged, that their houses were really badly damaged and working closely with His Majesty and the uh, estate holders depending on which island, which estate that were badly uh, damaged. Uh, so that is the government uh, responsibility now is to prepare to uh, relocate some of the uh, people, rebuild, build uh, houses uh, for, uh, you know, a temporary housing for some of the villages that were uh, totally wiped out. Eh? And, uh, her Majesty the Queen is also implementing a very similar charity uh, to focus on building uh, new housing and focus on a resilient and sustainable uh, houses rather than a temporary house. Eh? Uh, so that's what the government is doing at the moment. Siona, can you just speak a bit more on what the Red Cross has been doing to work with the Tongan government in relief efforts? Yeah, we are part of the member of the National Committee on uh, Recovery and also the management. So uh, I think, like I said earlier, the, we, the community start to build a uh, permanent house for those who lost their house in Tongataka. So now the government starts to, to move as soon as possible to build that one. So the people, they come back to be normal. So, uh, and, but we're also working to get out them in the community and also providing some uh, assistance. And we won't do anything without their working to get out them, like Nemo and other sector of the government. 
You mentioned COVID earlier, and as I said, we come back to it. Curtis has also mentioned COVID. So how has the pandemic affected the recovery effort? Yeah, the impact of the COVID here is another additional uh, effort for us because we have to make sure that our volunteer staff should be, uh, have uh, safety and uh, make sure that we are not that uh, the um, virus, not only that, but not source of uh, distribution to our community. So every two days we have to test our volunteer and our staff before they go out and do the responsibility to distribution. And, uh, in a few days, uh, last week and this week, uh, heaps of rain. So we provide uh, some tin and a tablet for those who uh, have some leaking in the homes. But um, in the of COVID, we also uh, provide some messages and post uh, and put it in the business just to make sure that you wear the mask and also they, uh, they put their social distance and all this kind of stuff. So they are the ones that we are uh promoting on uh, on uh, that angle and um yeah of course i think we are around about over a thousand of uh covid case in Tonga. i think it's about half of them they are recovered and uh, but still a lot for us so we still try our best from uh breakfast to, to help the needs of health to keep the dynamo down so um that's where we are on the covid moment do you know whether COVID has reached any of the outer islands? And have there been any lockdowns that have affected the work that the Red Cross can do? Yeah, we have a few weeks ago, there is a lockdown here. At the same time, yeah, we are allowed to do all of our duty during that one week. We are, we are part of uh, essential services, so we are not really affected. But um, the, uh, in terms of uh, the islands, I think only Vavau and Tapu are locked down. They were in uh, Hawaii, lucky they are not really uh, impacted on the uh, COVID. And they still try to make sure there's no COVID there. Uh, only more, I think most things are up to this, uh, those other ones. And uh, we also provide a health uh, talk to the, some organizations that really have help to support their, their COVID uh, uh, activities. I think each country always uh, uh, donate whatever they uh, contribute. Like in China, they took so many, so many uh, breakfast and stuff for for for, for uh, farm in Tonga, and also the some food from the another donation from the another country. And so many virus, um, various um, contribution from like an Australian government, they bring their um the the boat here with a lot of uh, building material so and also helping to clean up those uh, islands who are affected and uh, they, they they provide a lot of different uh, resources to to, to to help the Tongan government on the development not only the equipment but uh, some i'm sure some of them they provide some funding and uh, i'm sure it should be uh, faster than before this uh, response from the Tongan. And Curtis, are there any countries that the Tongan government liaised with and asked for assistance? I think it was more like the other way. It was every government was willing to help us and they were, and it, it's it's a very uh, humbling experience for, for me because 
it's amazing to see how much Tonga has been loved and how much uh, countries are willing uh, to help because, you know, there's only a few of us here, but we were all, you know, targeted in a good way where countries were willing to help us, you know, ambassadors calling me all the time, asking for way where they can help us and assist us. Uh, Australia, for sure, Australia has been helpful in every way, uh, especially because we are here. Uh, also the, the French government, the uh, French uh, embassy here, uh, the World Bank, Japan, Singapore, South Korea, India, uh, Thailand, UAE, uh, the list is on and on. You know, we, I can get into trouble with naming only a few, but I tell you, it has been an amazing experience to see uh, countries where the one coming to us, you know, asking us, what can we do? How can we help? Where can we uh, uh, send our donations? Even they reach out to their own diaspora here to send donations and give us anything that they would like to uh, donate and to share. So it was uh, an amazing experience, not only for, for from foreign donors, but uh, foreign partners, but also businesses, companies here. And like what you say, the uh, Brumbies, you know, they have uh, uh, really put out everything and uh, lots of uh, uh, rugby players and uh, rugby team, they are still planning and preparing to, uh, to do more donations and work for Tonga. So this question's for you both. How was communication affected by the tsunami and volcanic eruptions? Yeah, see now we can communicate very well now with the people. I know it was uh, broken down in the uh, past uh, month. Now it's already fixed to communicate overseas, but uh, to the outer islands still uh, fixed, maybe take a uh, whole year. But there's a contribution from overseas. There's a dish for satellite to speed in the outer island. So very soon it should be back to uh, normal. Uh, but communication now now is better. So we can uh, communicate very well on phone or, or something like this now. So so now we have to take it better than before. Yes. As we speak now, international communication is connected to Tonga. You can call, you can uh, even conduct a Zoom call, video call. So the main island is already connected to, to, the, uh, to the world. Uh, so the international cable is being fixed. Unfortunately, the uh, uh, in the island cable from the main island to Wawa'u was badly damaged and that will take some time to be able to fix. So people are still not able to fully connect it to Wawa'u and other uh, part of uh, Tonga but the main island has been connected now to the uh, international world. Uh, we've still some very few uh, connection problem, but definitely almost back to normal now of uh, their communications and connections. Uh, before all of this, we would send email, they can only receive the subject. They were not able to read the content of the email or let alone an attachment. But right now we can communicate email back and forth, no problem. But uh, uh, that is the situation at the moment. Malo. So what can we do now to continue to help with the recovery effort? Sione, we'll start with you. Yeah, I think the, the focus now is the, the health issue and um, was. So those are the was class. Those are the areas that need to be done. 
and also the shelter. So like I said before, the government start to build a uh, permanent house for those who lost their houses and uh, saving the, we, we were working on uh, livelihood. So those are the areas need to be done as soon as possible. But um, some of the um, sector here, they try to support the individual because they, they need uh, psychological support. Some of them still um, traumatized, but uh, happened here in uh, last month. So, um, of course, I think these are the areas that we have to look for. How can we assist those who are affected on this uh, uh, sector? But uh, the moving of the government now, I think, is uh, uh, excellent. They have to do as fast as they can to assist those who lost their house. Now, I think. Uh... Back in Tonga, the most important thing is our people to, to listen and to obey the, uh, the government and also with the landlord, uh, the estate holder, uh, because each island or each estate uh, uh, or villages were damaged in their own uh, way and some did not experience as bad as the other. And I know some of them are like dying to either to have particular item, let's say, oh, I see my neighbor, they're having water, how come I don't have water? So it's what is important is for our people to be patient and, you know, and when the government is struggling, they are trying the best they can, because it's not just servicing one village, it's servicing a whole government, a whole country. And we would appreciate the people to, you know, to come and work together with the government. If they need help, pick up the phone, call, email the government and, uh, and their local MPs, their town officer, rather than putting it in the social media, because that is not gonna help you. You know, you bring it to the social media, that's a different platform, that's a different direction, but talk to your estate holder, talk to your town officer, your MP, you know, and the local government, so they can assist you. Uh, from our side here in Australia, I think uh, the Tongan communities here in Australia and even in, in New Zealand and elsewhere is to reach out to the High Commission or the Tongan Consul uh, representative in your country to see what you can do, what you can help. We know that there are a lot of people willing to help Tonga, but they are not sure how to help, where to help. And sometimes they end up make donations to some uh, avenue that is not uh, legal. And then they end up complaining that their money is going into uh, some fraud, you know? So the best thing is to, to donate smart and be smart. You know, we are here as the government representative and we are more than happy to help and to guide you where to either send your money your donation to, or your um, material, any items you wish to donate. Swire have been very generous in availing us a uh, free container, free of charge to collect all the uh, uh, donations from companies and the community throughout Australia to ship to Tonga. So in that way, we can be able to direct you with the right direction. Uh, we would like to have the businesses, companies, and I aspire to see if they can help with the uh, 
recovery effort in, uh, you know, making donation to build houses or to buy fishing boats. So those uh, details, we are more than happy to provide it. So that's uh, what I think it will be important for the Tongan in Tonga and the Tongan and anyone here in Australia and elsewhere. I think that is the, the most reasonable and the best way uh, for us to help uh, Tonga. And lastly, uh, is there anything else either of you would like to say? I just uh, want to uh, uh, thank all the, um, you know, and express our utmost gratitude to all the uh, foreign uh, donors, foreign partners, donor partners, uh, all the embassies and high commissions here in Canberra, uh, businesses, organizations, uh, local government and individuals, and especially to the Australian government for all the love and the effort that they have put uh, in supporting Tonga with our recovery. I just want to um, express my sincere thanks to those who are listening in from overseas, who are keeping their time and the support to us in Tonga on different uh, channels. Either you will contribute to the Tonga Red Cross Society or the other government side. But um, I'd like to thank for those who are um, kindly contribute to the to the support Tonga. And on that note, I want to thank both our guests, Mr. Curtis Tuihalanginie, Tongan Deputy High Commissioner to Australia, and Secretary Sione Tamoe Folau, Secretary General of the Tongan Red Cross. Fafzai, Fafzai Te Lelava for sharing your knowledge and your insights into the January volcanic eruption and natural disaster. So that wraps up another episode of the Pacific Wayfinder. You can find a link to this episode on our website, pacificsecurity.net. You can always find us on Twitter at APSC underscore ANU and on Facebook and LinkedIn at Australia Pacific Security College. You can listen to the Pacific Wayfinder on Google, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And you can also donate to the Tongan Disaster Relief Appeal by visiting the link in the podcast description. This episode was edited by Liam Taylor. And please tune in next time for more conversations on the Pacific Wayfinder.